This is worldradiogardening.com. Hello, it's Theo. We're back at Compton Acres in Poole, and it's the 100-year anniversary this year. So I'm joined by the horticultural consultant, Mary Payne, MBE. So Mary, tell us a little bit about the history of these wonderful gardens. A lovely man called Thomas Simpson bought the mansion and the sort of estate, if you like, back in 1920. And Thomas Simpson was a margarine entrepreneur. I'm not sure how far back margarine goes, but anyway, he made his fortune um, with margarine and had travelled the world. So when he purchased the the site here at at Compton Acres, um, he really wanted to make a garden that reflected some of the places in the world that he'd been to. And so he, he created this huge garden. I mean, it is... As it was, it was 20 acres. It now probably covers 10 because of things that various things that have that happened. I mean, and the cost is mind blowing, really. They reckon that it cost around about 200,000 yeah. back in those days, which is equivalent to 10 million today. So, yes, he made a little bit out of margarine. <laughs> By the sounds of it, he certainly did. So, there's five very distinct themed gardens here. Um, have they been here since the beginning, or is it something that's evolved? Oh, you no, know, he obviously had this idea that he wanted to make these different gardens, and so there was an English garden, but that has since been um, taken out, because plenty of English gardens, aren't there? We've got enough of those. Sport so choice. So the Italian villa is now on the site of the English garden, but the Japanese garden is an absolute classic, world-renowned Japanese mm. garden, built reputedly by Japanese workmen bought over, bringing with them all the Japanese artefacts. And there's some lovely items uh, in the Japanese garden. The Italian garden is a real classic with all the elements of, a Jap- of an Italian garden, the columns and the topiary and the colour, and this magnificent Italian uh, villa sitting there that is an absolute new addition. Then, uh, sort of reflecting perhaps Canadian woodlands, he created the Woodland Garden in an area of Dorset Heathland, uh, dominated by Scots pine trees. And so we have quite a large woodland garden. There's a rock and water garden, which uh, was called sort of Spanish. I've never quite understood why, but (laughs) it's a rock and water garden. Um, And then he had uh, a cactus and succulent garden. And that is what was where the heather garden is now. Yeah. And his gardeners, and of course in those days, in the 1920s, plenty of gardeners around. So all his cacti and succulents were planted out for the summer months, dug up and returned to his greenhouses for the winter. Yeah. Well, you can just imagine that now, can't you, with just the staff we've got here at Compton Acres. So <laughs> that was replanted, I'm not sure exactly what date, as a heather garden, and it is truly magnificent at this time of the year in, in the middle of winter. Are there any plants that have stood the test of time over the 100 years? Oh, yes, I'm sure there are. Um, I mean, a lot of, in the rock and water garden, things that were planted that were called in the day, and still are, dwarf conifers, mm. had grown to enormous proportions, because they don't stay dwarf for, for very long. Um, and so we had to take some of those out just to get a bit of space. And a lot of the um, mature beech trees, which give us a problem of, of shade, are now... They were probably put in well before Tom, um, Thomas Simpson owned the, the site, and they are now fully mature beech trees. And, of course, the, the pine wood, um, the Dorset Heathland native Scots pines, 
um, we have a lot of those as well. So yes, there are still plants, and there's still plants in the Japanese garden that mm. are probably absolute originals. So plants are pretty good. They go on for a long time. Wonderful. I think it's fair to say that 100 years is, is quite some time. Um, what are the major gardening changes you, you've seen in seen uh, in your lifetime? Oh, in my lifetime, generally speaking, rather than here at Compton Acres, I think, um, sadly, we are very reliant on plastic these days, mm. which is we're now deciding is not a good thing to be. Um, I mean, horticulture uses plastic for propagation, for polytunnels, for flower pots, and so many things. So uh, that has changed a lot. And also the variety of plants that we have available. I mean, it's mind-boggling that the different plants that have come in from abroad, and our climate is changing, and we're very conscious of this at the moment, aren't we, that we can grow a much wider range of plants. So particularly, I think... New Zealand has given mm. us a lot of plants over the last 30, 40 years um, that we can now grow very happily in our gardens in most of the UK. And we're down on the south coast of, of Dorset and so we have a relatively mild climate and so we've got a, a very wide range of plants that we can we can grow. So yes, horticulture has changed. Obviously we've got much less staff now than they had in those days. So everything has to be made labour saving. Mm. So instead of having a lot of staff doing weeding, for example, or hoeing off weeds, we now use a, a mulch of, of wood chip and that stops weed seeds germinating, which is a brilliant way of controlling weeds. And we do not have, happily, a very a bad um, weed problem in the garden, which is amazing. Wonderful. And coming back to the the plastic free the plastic free gardening, that, that's something that Compton Acres are introducing across the gardens, isn't it? We try to be as as environmentally friendly as we possibly can. Yes, we do have to use plastic netting to keep birds off and things like that. And the whole horticultural industry is changing from the ubiquitous black plot that every plant comes mm. in in your garden centre, because these are difficult to recycle. Uh, and we're changing to ones that are called taupe, which is sort of, I suppose, mushroom-coloured plastic pots, because these will be able to be much more easily recycled. So there, there's a lot of change has gone on, and I think we're also getting much more conscious that we should try and avoid using uh, persistent pesticides, and certainly in the garden, we try to avoid using things unless we have to. But it's so difficult if a pest gets into a garden to, to control it um, without resorting to a little bit of specific spraying here mm. and there. But we, you know, we try to be as environmentally friendly as we can. And of course the fact that the garden is full of plants is doing our bit for our carbon footprint. Well, thank you for those insights, Mary. Uh, Compton Acres is open almost all of the year, excluding Christmas and New Year. Um, please feel free to visit and explore these fantastic gardens, as well as stop off for some tea and cake. <laughs>